You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, episode 144, Make Over Your Mornings. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. As summer draws to a close and schools in the United States are starting back up, either virtually or in person, moms all over the country might be feeling like me and wanting to get some rhythms and routines back into our lives. It's been over five months since our routines were shaken up when the coronavirus pandemic really hit the United States. And I don't know about you, but mornings in our house have turned into a bit of a free-for-all. With screen time too early in the day, PJs too late in the day, and just a general lack of structure for the kids and for me. That's why I went into the podcast archives and pulled out this episode that originally aired almost two years ago. Because I could use a makeover of my mornings right about now. Could you? As I re-listened to this episode to prep it for today, I laughed out loud when I heard the original introduction, which talked about what my two goals were at the new year in 2019, managing my social media use better and having more intentional mornings. I laughed because these are still my goals two years later. I go through cycles of making some progress in these areas, and then something throws off my routine, and I fall back into old habits, and then I recommit and try again. But instead of getting down on myself that I still haven't mastered these habits, I just remind myself that it's kind of like I'm opening a jar that has the lid screwed on super tight. Every time I try with all my might to get it open, I am loosening it up just a bit, learning something new about myself, getting slightly better at it. And one of these days, that lid is finally going to pop off. I will not give up. If you have also wanted to reclaim your mornings and fill them with more intention, particularly as we head into a new school year, I hope this conversation will be a great help to you. Before we jump in, a quick reminder to leave a review for the podcast this month if you haven't already. So many of you have done this, and I am so grateful. This is a simple way for you to support the show, and I will randomly be choosing a few of you to send a care package to this month as a thank you for leaving a review. This week's package will go to iCarumba, whose review was titled, I refer this podcast to all of my mom friends. And I just have to say thank you for doing that, iCarumba. She wrote, this is my favorite podcast and I love listening to it every week. I've started hosting my girlfriends over to my house for three tips night and we all come with three ideas to share and it is such a fun way to bond. And they all love this podcast now too because of it. Thank you, Rachel, for providing us moms with this invaluable podcast. Confession, I listen to it on 1.5 speed, so it's only 20-ish minutes. A couple of things about that review. I love the tip to listen to it at 1.5 speed. This is how I listen to all of my podcasts as well. And even for the busiest moms, I feel like it's doable to find 20 minutes within a week to listen to a podcast that will hopefully encourage you and give you tools. I also love to hear that you're hosting your friends for three tips night. I only wish I could come too. If you've been following 3 and 30 for a while, you may remember that for the first birthday of the podcast, I invited listeners to come up with their own three takeaways about anything, big or small, and share them on social media and or at a gathering of takeaways with their in real life circle of friends. 
It was thrilling for me to hear about these gatherings happening all over the country, and I'm planning to host the My 3 and 30 Challenge again this year for the upcoming third birthday of the show in October. So start thinking about your own three takeaways now that you could share on social media, within your group of friends, or even as an audio clip, which I will share on the show in October. I will give you details on how to submit your audio clip next week, so stay tuned for that, but you can start thinking about your takeaways now. I, Karamba, thank you so much for your review and for recommending the show to your friends. You can send an email to hello at 3 and 30 podcast to claim your care package. And now on to the show, which I hope will help us reclaim our mornings as we head into the fall. Here we go. Today on the show, we have Crystal Payne. She is a wife, a mother of three, and a very successful entrepreneur. Her blog, Money Saving Mom, teaches women about intentional finance, intentional family, and intentional business. And I'm telling you, she really does excel in all three of those areas. She's written three books, including a New York Times bestseller. It's just so exciting to have her on the podcast. And I also have the great privilege of knowing Crystal personally. And what has always drawn me to her is her amazing warmth and wisdom and just genuine goodness. So I'm so excited to introduce the 3 and 30 community to my friend and mentor, Crystal Payne. Hi, Crystal. Oh, thank you so much, Rachel. I'm excited to be here and talk about one of my favorite topics, mornings. Yeah. And I just wanted to give a little bit of background for everybody listening of how we know each other. I feel like this actually goes full circle because the very first time that I ever heard your name was when you were on Power of Moms Radio talking about making over your mornings. And that was, I just looked it up right before our interview, that was in September of 2015. I heard you talk about this topic. I loved that interview. I bought your course about it and started following you online and I just like felt a connection there and really respected you and what you were about. And then you sent out an email to your readers about this opportunity to go to South Africa on an advocacy trip and get involved with a nonprofit that you support there. And I just felt like this, I felt the call, like I read it and I'm like, this is crazy. I'm a stay at home mom. I have two little kids. Why would I go to South Africa? But I decided to apply and I got to go and spend time with you in person and meet the incredible men and women there in South Africa. And it's changed my life. And so I'm so excited to have you on, not just as an amazing expert, but also as a friend. Well, and I remember so many of our talks that we had whenever it was on the, we were on that bus and yeah. um, going back and forth all the different places. And I just was struck with how you are such a good communicator and a good listener. I just remember so many questions that you asked me and how you just constantly were just encouraging me. And so I'm just so grateful for you and the encouragement that you've been to my life. Oh, well, thank you. And, and we've since done a fundraiser together for South Africa and, we did a podcast together for Power of Moms Radio about that fundraiser. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, that was actually the first time that I'd ever hosted a podcast. It was my first time ever editing one. And before we started, I told you, I'm really nervous. I've never hosted a podcast before. And you were so kind and encouraging. So like, I'm like, here I am on my own show. And it all started with me interviewing you, the very first person I ever interviewed on a podcast. So that's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I, I, I do remember now. I wanted everybody to kind of know the history here. And I have wanted to have you on in over a year since I started my podcast. But I was just like... 
what could I have? Because you, I feel like you have so many expertise in so many areas. I'm like, should I ever talk about finance, mother, like mothering or productivity? And in the end, I'm like, you know what? We're just going back to the beginning to what mm-hmm. initially inspired me about you. And that is making over your mornings. So why does this topic excite you or why are you passionate about it? Well, so many people have asked me. So I've been running my own business for, I think, over 15 years now, um, I have been blogging for about 14 years, which is kind of makes me a grandma blogger. <laughs> but um, one of the things that people constantly were asking me is, how do you do all the things that you do? And, you know, that's a question that a lot of people get asked and nobody does it all and nobody does it all well. And I feel like there are just a few things that I do really well. Um, but one of those is starting my day with intention. And I realized that when I start my mornings well, my whole day goes well. And when I have a day that goes well and it, day upon day upon day that is well, that makes, you know, a a great week and an intentional month and an intentional year and an intentional life. And so I'm really passionate about starting your day well, because I see that it has such a ripple effect in all areas of your life. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel really strongly that if I could get this under control, it would affect all of my other goals. And why don't we just start right in with your first takeaway of how we can make over our mornings. So one of the biggest things that I think you need to do is you need to recognize, number one, that your morning begins the night before. And so how do you practically apply that? It's really by developing the habit of serving your tomorrow self. So thinking of devoting a little time each day to prepping for tomorrow. What can you do the night before to set yourself up for success the next day that would help you feel more prepared, more organized, more calm? Maybe that's something like making a list of to-dos for tomorrow so you have a plan of action or getting your breakfast or lunches ready for the morning or planning what you'll have for dinner tomorrow evening or running a quick errand to save you time tomorrow, finishing a project today that is due tomorrow instead of waiting until the last minute or going to bed 30 minutes earlier or laying your clothes out for the morning. So just thinking of what are a few things that you could do today to serve your tomorrow self and choosing just two to three simple tasks that you're going to do. It can take 30 minutes or less. You could probably do them in 10 or 15 minutes, but it can make all the difference to really set yourself up for success the next day. I love that. And I think as a mom, especially if I simply take a minute and I, I hardly ever do this, Crystal, I, I need so much help in this area. But if I do take a minute to look at my calendar and think, what activities do they have tomorrow? Like, could I prep the stuff? For the activities now so that we're not going crazy trying to get out the door, even like making their lunches the night before. I mean, that is such like an obvious one that I don't always do. But anything, if I can look at my schedule and plan what what has to happen tomorrow and what can I do now to make it easier in the morning or tomorrow, it makes a huge difference. And one of the things for me that I really find to be a great way to serve my tomorrow self and set myself up for success is to stop shortchanging my sleep (laughs) because I find that if I don't get enough sleep at night, I am a zombie or I am irritable or I'm just dragging. I'm not productive the whole entire next day. Mm. And so I know for so many moms that the after dinner hours are, you know, your favorite time to chill out, to get work done, to catch up on that show or scroll through Instagram or tackle that project. But it's not going to help you tomorrow 
none of those things if you don't get enough sleep. So no matter how fun or productive it might seem the night before, if you shortchange your sleep, it's not going to be worth it because sleep is just one of the greatest gifts that you can give your future self. And I've done a lot of um, research on sleep because I'm kind of a sleep fanatic. And I just realized that when you don't get enough sleep, it affects your digestive system. It makes you tired, irritable, inefficient, grouchy. It affects your skin. I mean, it affects your weight. So many different things are connected to not getting enough sleep and it can just really hurt your health in the long run. And so I just always encourage people to, you know, make whatever changes you need to make to prioritize sleep and see if you can commit to going to bed just 30 minutes earlier, because that can make such a big difference. And so you got to be willing to make the sacrifices. And maybe it's that you can't go to bed 30 minutes earlier, but you can say, I'm going to take a nap in the afternoon. I did that just yesterday. I took a nap in the afternoon because I knew that I was going to need to be up later at night. So then I would be able to get enough sleep. It means you might have to turn off the iPad or your phone or TV or computer. Um, I, one of my goals for 2019 is that I don't have my phone next to my bed Mm -hmm. because I realized that I use my phone for an alarm clock, so I actually bought an old-fashioned <laughs> digital alarm clock. Imagine that. I know, because I was just like, that. I, you get on your phone at night because you're using it you know, for your alarm clock, and then pretty soon it's been 30 minutes or 45 minutes or longer than that, and you should just be sleeping. Yes, and that, again, that those are my two little goals that I talked about in the beginning, the social media and the mornings. And I love how you connected this back to what happens in the evening affects our morning. Mm -hmm. So what do you have like a pretty standard nightly routine that you, that preps you for your mornings? How do, how do your evenings look? You know, now that my kids are older, so my kids are almost um, 14, 11 and nine, it's very different than when they were younger. And so my almost 14 year old, she's oftentimes up pretty late at night. And I don't want to miss the time with her because Mm. I just think, you know, five years from now, she's probably not going to be living at our house anymore. You know, so I, I think about that a lot. And so our evenings are less structured than they were when our kids were little, but we do have our goal is that eating dinner together as a family, and that might be just super simple. And then I'm reading a little bit of you know, some type of devotional together and just having that time to connect as a family and then um, making sure that the kids have their lunches and their backpacks and their homework all done and ready for the next day. And then we usually have some time where we're just hanging out together as a family. Maybe we're watching something, we're talking, whatever. We just try to have some time in the evenings that it's just chill out time, you know, together. But then once my kids are going to bed, that's really for me, that's typically when I am then winding down to go to bed as well. Because I I could stay up for another two hours, but it's just not going to be good the next day. Yeah. So I, I don't have this super set structured routine, except for that I try to lay out my clothes. I always take my vitamins. I use this meal med sinus rinse bottle every single night. I do that, wash my face. And that's kind of, for me, the indication of like, I'm winding down and then I just go to bed. Oh, and I write my list, my to-do list for the next day. So it kind of, I do have somewhat of a structure, but it's not this super set in stone because it kind of depends upon my kids and what, 
you know, I want to be available for them, but I do try as soon as they are getting ready, winding down to go to bed. I'm also winding down, going to bed instead of it being like, okay, now it's my time to spend two hours and get all the work done. Yeah. And I feel like that was something in your, you have a little course on this that struck me was you talked about even when you weren't going to go to bed immediately with them, you got ready for bed with them. Or like, I remember you saying you washed your face and brushed your teeth, even if you were going to do a little bit more like cleaning the kitchen or whatever after, because that really puts you in the mindset of like heading towards bed. And I, I, I've since done that and it's helped me a lot. And one like simple little thing is I, I think it was two years ago, got myself an actual pair of pajamas, like Mm. pajamas, whatever, (laughs) whatever you call them, wherever you live. But I realized for the longest time I would just wear a t-shirt and running shorts or, you know, my yoga pants or something. And so for me actually investing in a pair of PJs and putting those on at night, it's telling myself, okay, now you're going to, you know, wind down and go to bed. So little things that you can do for yourself to help remind you that, I'm going to bed and it's telling your brain, maybe that's taking a bath or reading a book or whatever it is to wind down early at night. So, cause I find that if I'm fully dressed and I still have my makeup on, then I'm like, Oh, well I'm going to go run an errand because you know, <laughs> yeah. Walmart is open all the time, you know? And, and so it just, then it's like, I'm shutting down and then I go to bed earlier and then I wake up so much more well rested and ready for the day. And I feel like I've, I've done that with like a, I have like a nightgown. I call it my house dress. I feel I'm very middle-aged, but, um, <laughs> it's something that I'm not willing to leave the house in. And so that does make me change in the morning. Like it makes me not just stay in my yoga pants and t-shirt that I slept in. And like, it Mm -hmm. helps me to be more intentional in the morning of like, I have to get out of this, you know, not so flattering house dress before I drop my kids off at school. So that Mm -hmm. has, that's helped me as well. Well, I think that really leads into my second takeaway, which would be to put the big rocks in first. And what I mean by that is really doing the most important things first or as soon as possible during your day. Laura Vanderkam in her book, What the Most Successful People Do Before Breakfast, she talks about highly productive people focus on the important but not urgent things early in the morning. And it's so easy for us to, when we get up, especially if you have young kids, it's like when your feet hit the ground, there's just so much to do and you are just going around in circles all day long. You're you're busy, you're putting out a lot of fires, but you have nothing to show for all that time and energy that you spend. Mm. And so I think it's so important that when I write my list before I go to bed, I write I write a time block to-do list for the next day, which is a to-do list that has actual times um, of how I'm planning to spend my day so that I can start my day with intention. I have a plan, but I try to put the things that are most important early on in the day. Because as the day goes on, there's interruptions or you, you know, get you're more worn out. And if you do those things early on in the day, then it's going to mean that you're actually going to get them done. And one thing that I find to be real helpful is to think, okay, if I did nothing else today except blank, my day would be a success. And so what is the most important thing I must accomplish today or the most important thing that I want to accomplish today and really intentionally deciding that the night before. And then as you go into your day, knowing what your top priorities are so that even if your day is completely derailed and a lot of interruptions come, 
because early on in the day you put those big rocks first, then you will have actually accomplished something instead of just running around in circles. I love that. And I love the quote that you said from Laura Vanderkamp about important but not urgent, because often those are things like connecting with a spouse or reading scripture or exercising that are easy to say, well, forget it later in the day when you're crossing off to do's. But if you do those important things first and they've happened, because when you ask that question about like, if I do this today, my day will have been a success. I immediately thought, well, my heart and my true values say like, if I connect with my children today, I'll be a success. But that can get lost when I'm busy in my to-dos. And so building in a habit of doing that first thing in the morning is going to make it so that I do accomplish that every single day. One of the things that's helped me is to, on most days, the first 45 minutes or so of my day on my time block to-do list is literally just open for, I write in my gratitude journal and I'm just available to my kids because Uh then when they leave for school, then that's kind of when my day starts. That's when I can exercise and eat breakfast and, you know, but being available to them for whatever they need. And sometimes that's just sitting with them. That's asking questions. Sometimes it's helping them with something they forgot the night before some last minute thing. Sometimes it's making their breakfast for them, whatever it is, just being available to them. And for me, that's one of the biggest priorities in my life right now is just being present with my kids. And I love, love that you mentioned that because that's not something that you would see on like a traditional to-do list. Someone mm-hmm. might not think like, well, I'm going to make a list of goals that are check-offable and have being available for this block of time in the mornings. Basically, it's like, I'm not going to put anything on my list so that I am available for them. And that mm-hmm. that's so important. And it really shows that you're living true to your values. Well, it's just really my heart. And I think right now, like I talked about, you know, thinking of in five years from now, how different my life is going to be. And I want to look back and not regret that I had this opportunity where all three of my kids were still wanting to be in relationship with me, wanting to talk with me, wanting to hang out with me. I don't want to squander that. And so just really intentionally putting time blocks in my day where I know that my kids are going to be home and be available that then I'm just present and available for them. But for other, you know, other things, I think of what fuels you, what, what could you start your day with that would really fuel you? So for me, then it's things like eating a healthy breakfast, drinking a big glass of water. When I first wake up, I talked about writing what I'm thankful for. I I find that starting my day with gratitude changes my whole perspective of my day, spending time um, praying and reading something inspirational exercising, listening to music, you know, hugging my kids. And, and so these are little things, but the they could be the big rocks that make such a difference for your day because I found for me, if I start my day with, you know, gratitude, time with my kids, and then exercise and eating something healthy, like that just gives me so much good, positive fuel for my day. And so then it changes the trajectory of my entire day. Whereas otherwise, if I were to stay in bed and 
get on social media and just kind of, you know, and then go eat a cookie, (laughs) you know, I mean, like then how is that going to start my day? Well, and I, I have done that before. One of the reasons for getting an alarm clock and not using my phone as an alarm clock is because I realized that my hand just, uh, you know, it's like I'm turning off my alarm on my phone and then I just pick up my phone. Like it's just this natural movement. And then pretty soon it's, I'm checking my email, I'm checking Instagram and the time will just flitter away. And so having my phone that is not right there by my bed, I'm just excited for, you know, making that my, um, in 2019, just really making that a habit for me so that I am just can be more fully present with my kids and for my life. And then later on I can go check my email and check social media but it's not that that's the first thing that I start my day with. Absolutely. I was I was going to make that point that moving your phone away from your bed is going to help with this big rocks in the morning thing. At least I know for sure it will for me. So that's one of my mm-hmm. goals as well. And then what is your third takeaway? You need an incentive. <laughs> that's my third takeaway. And I think so much of the time we feel like rewards are for kids. You know, we have the little fun um, reward charts for their reading and for, you know, potty training and, and for all these different things. But remembering that as an adults, rewards can motivate us too. And so I like to build in rewards for, you know, whenever I am establishing and trying to sustain new habits, you know, what is the reward for that? And so for me, if you're waking up with intention, there is honestly, there's, I don't have to have some external reward because the reward that is there is just that my day is so much better. I get so much more done. I'm happier and all of that. But I'm one of those weird people that I I'm a morning person and I love using my mornings well. And so long as I get up and do the first few things in the morning well, not get on my phone, being the biggest one, I'm going to enjoy exercising and, you know, I'm going to be able to get a lot done. But for other people who, you know, that is not something that comes naturally to you and you feel like I am not a morning person. I just don't even want to get out of bed in the morning. Maybe you need to have something that is going to really motivate you to get out of bed. So what would that be? What is something that you would look forward to in the morning? And could you make a list of a few things and say, okay, you know, when I get up first thing, I get to do this. You know, as soon as I finish these five things, I get to do this. So really what would bring you joy and purpose in the morning and what would really help you to stay motivated to follow through with these habits and goals? I sometimes struggle to think of incentives that aren't like a cookie, like you were saying, like, I, like what are some things that are kind of natural incentives for people or not even natural that they could consciously build in who aren't morning people? Like, have you had any examples from people in your courses or anything that people have done that's creative to motivate them to get out of bed? Well, I think um, for a lot of people, they really enjoy getting on social media or checking their email. Now, that's not everyone, but a lot of people enjoy that. And so I know I recently did this online coaching group and we were talking about mornings. And one of the things I said is, you know what? 
maybe you set a timer and you say, if I get out of bed, I can go sit on the couch for 15 minutes and scroll through Instagram. Like maybe that's the thing that's going to actually get you out of bed Mm -hmm. and get your day started. Or you say, if I get out of bed and I do these two things, then I get to sit down and I get to, you know, drink my cup of coffee and look on Instagram, you know, but if that's not a motivator for you, think about what is a motivator for you. That's something that would be you know, healthy for me, I love good TV shows. And so I will motivate myself with that. I'll say, I always save them for the end of the day, but it's like, if I, if I stick with my list and I follow through and I get these things done, then at the end of the day, you know, I'll tell this to the kids, like when, you know, in the morning I'll say tonight, we're going to watch this show together because I'm going to get all my stuff done by five o'clock and then we're going to be able to do that. And so starting the day with looking forward to that, having something that you look forward to, And so figuring out what, what is that? Is that getting together with a friend? And so maybe you say, you tell your friend, I have these 10 things that I have to get done today. And then as soon as I know I'm done, then, you know, let's at three o'clock, can we go out for coffee or something? You know, so is it people? Is it reading a good book? Is it watching something? Is it that you're going to let yourself buy something? You know, I know I have a lot of friends who love planners and they love all the things that come with planners. And so it's like, you know, if I stick with this for three weeks, then I'm going to get to buy that new accessory for my planner, you know, something like that. So think about what it is. And maybe it's that you just realize I love music. And so every morning when I get out of bed, I'm going to turn on music. Mm. Or maybe it's the thing of just realizing that when you get up in the morning and you say you're working, you have a home business and you're going to generate revenue from that. And so recognizing that if you get up early in the morning and you spend 30 minutes or an hour on that, that's going to help you directly be able to pay down debt or work on a savings goal. And so just realizing, figuring out for you what works. And then I encourage people to ask the people closest to you who know you well, help me to come up with what would be some motivators for me. And I know Gretchen Rubin, her book, The Four Tendencies, she talks about what motivates different um, personality types. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's really helpful to know whether it's internal or external and to understand that what works for me is not going to necessarily work for you, but figuring out what works for you. Such great advice. This is so helpful, Crystal. And like I told everyone, this information is what initially converted me to following you. And then eventually that led to me getting to know you. Crystal, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Many thanks to my friend Crystal for so many incredible takeaways within that episode. If you want to dive into more of Crystal's work, I'll include links in the show notes to her website, Instagram, and courses. I highly recommend her Make Over Your Mornings course, and she also has courses on how to make a full-time income from blogging, if that's something that interests you. As a quick recap of her three takeaways for building more intentional mornings, first, serve your tomorrow self. In other words, what can you do the night before to set yourself up for success the next day? This might be making a list of to-dos, laying out your clothes, getting kids' stuff packed and ready by the door, or even just going to bed earlier. I loved the concrete tips for this that Crystal included in this takeaway. Second, put the big rocks in first. In other words, prioritize the morning activities that will fuel your day and get the momentum going in the right direction. Often these activities aren't urgent, they're actually more important than that. Things like connecting with your children or partner, connecting with God, exercising, working a bit on your business, or whatever long-term goals you have. 
And third, you need an incentive. Adults need rewards too, so include some exciting reinforcers as you're building a new morning habit. Maybe it's having a little social media time while you drink your morning coffee or watching a favorite TV show as you exercise or playing your favorite music. Get creative and try to make it as fun as possible to get out of bed on time. As always, we can't do everything all at once, so just choose one takeaway that you want to work on this week. And if you'd like a little help with applying these takeaways, make sure you're signed up for my weekly email list because I'm going to be sending out a worksheet this week to give you a concrete starting place with each one of these takeaways as you redesign your mornings. You can sign up for that at 3 and 30 podcastcom forward slash takeaways. I love you all. I'm rooting for you. And I hope you have a great week with your family.